Hey leaders, before we dive into this episode, I want to tell you about a powerful live virtual and free training that I'm hosting next week. And it's one you don't want to miss. It's called Overcoming Your Fear of Giving Feedback, Turning Avoidance into Confidence. If you've ever struggled with giving honest feedback or avoided tough conversations, this session is for you. Stepping into potential conflict is 90% will and 10% skill. I'm going to explain a little bit about why we have a default setting that makes us shy away from difficult conversations. And I'm going to share my five powerful strategies to help you to overcome this psychological barrier so that you can move into action. Imagine being able to confidently handle even the toughest feedback scenarios. This free training is going to help you unlock your ability to build a high-performing team, to improve your negotiation and decision-making skills, and to enhance your overall leadership effectiveness. In the US, it's happening on Thursday the 13th of June, 7pm Eastern Daylight Time, which is of course 4pm Pacific. And if you're in Australia, it's going to be Friday the 14th of June in the morning at 9am Australian Eastern Standard Time. Now don't sit on your hands. We're only running one session and it's limited to just 150 attendees. So don't wait. Secure your spot now by going to yourceomentor.com forward slash feedback. That's yourceomentor.com forward slash feedback. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. In a world where knowledge has become a commodity, this podcast is designed to give you something more. Access to the experience of a successful CEO who has already walked the path. So join your host, Martin Moore, who will unlock and bring to life your own leadership experiences and accelerate your journey to leadership excellence. Welcome to Moments with Marty, your short, sharp shot of leadership insight to help you stay on track between our weekly episodes of No Bullshit Leadership. It's important to understand that the object of the exercise, at any level and in any organisation, is to get the best results you can with the resources you've been given. That's money assets, people, and even time. And at each new leadership level that you're promoted to, the term best results can be defined differently. In broad terms, there are two major career transitions. Virtually everyone starts as an individual contributor, where you're responsible only for the results that you produce yourself. Of course, you're expected to work with others to get those results, but that's relatively straightforward in the context of delivering your own individual outputs. And whether you're an architect, a software developer, an electrician, or an engineer, at this level it's simply about how well you perform individually. Your first major transition is to a leader of others role, where you directly control the results of a team. It then starts to become about how well the team performs and what results it delivers. Now, if you're really smart, after you become a leader of others, you can function almost exactly as you did before, without paying any serious attention to the leadership elements of your role. And you know what? You can largely get away with it. You can compensate for people's weaknesses. You can still be the hero who delivers in the tough situations. You can wallpaper over the cracks in team capability and performance with your own capability and effort. You can also do this without completely breaking the accountability model although there are always impacts on your people if you do their work for them or micromanage them to within an inch of their lives, as some leaders do. Your second major transition is to a leader of leaders role, 
now it's starting to get tricky. You have to be able to influence and coach the leaders below you to get the results from their teams without directly doing the work and making the decisions. And you can't do their jobs for them. Every time you move to a higher level, this effect is exacerbated. Achieving results through influence rather than direct control is extraordinarily difficult and can be extremely frustrating at times. And paradoxically, the higher up you go, the more power you wield and the more accountability you hold, but the less direct control you have. The more layers you have below you, the better you have to be at doing your own job. But the temptation is to dip down into your people's work and to make sure the job is done the way you want it to be done. If you give in to this urge, you effectively intervene and overfunction for the people below you. And look, it might seem as though it's a good idea in the short term, but there are significant long-term consequences. For a start, every minute you spend doing a job that you're paying someone below you to do is a minute you're not doing your own job. Every time you make a decision on someone else's behalf, you're diluting the accountability model. You can't hold them to account for delivery when you intuitively know that they haven't had control of the decisions that affect their results. You rob the people below you of the chance to grow. If they can't make mistakes, they can't learn. So they'll be just as dependent tomorrow as they were yesterday. And finally, you'll never get to see what people are capable of if you don't stretch them. You won't know if they're able to perform or not because you never hold them to account for not doing their job. You just do it for them. For more depth on this insight, have a listen to Episode 7 of the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast, Working at the Right Level. We'll leave a link in the show notes. I really hope you enjoyed this moment and that it gives you that little extra spark to be a no-bullshit leader. 